Welcome to the Expand with Nicole podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hope, a health and breathwork coach who is passionate about all things wellness. My goal is to break down big information into little bites, providing you with facts and actionable steps that you can incorporate into your life right away. If you're ready to learn along with me, let's get started. Welcome back to everyone listening. Today, I am here with Anita Aguilar, who is the host of the Manifesting Money podcast. She is a manifesting expert and a money mindset coach, and she is a storyteller. So today we are covering a topic that we all cannot stop thinking about, which is money. And I know this is going to be a listener favorite because we all want to know how to use those universal laws to our advantage and create abundance. So good morning, Anita. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad that we were able to make this happen. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself down this path of becoming a money mindset coach? Yeah. Well, first, thank you, Nicole, for having me. And thank you for being available during the day. I know you said you have two kids and I'll let you know that I really consider that when we have our schedule. So thank you for making time for me. Um, So a little background about my story. Again, a lot of people, they come to me and they're like, how did you know you wanted to do that? I did not know at all. Literally, it was just something that I struggled with so much. And still to this day, I work every single day all my money mindset, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, um, and really just the stories of how I was able to become conscious of my own money blocks. And I started to unravel them. I started to break through them. I started to go through these cycles and create these patterns in my own life and then sharing them with other people. And eventually when I started my podcast, so many people were like, that happens to me too, or how do I do this? And how did I do that? And I started teaching slowly because I was so scared to talk about manifestation. I was scared to talk about money. Like, who am I to say this? And I think even still today, it's like, I have to consciously remind myself, I'm like, you didn't choose this in this or on on earth anybody you choose this before you came here so I have every right to talk about these things in my own perception because that's really what it is me just telling my story yeah that's that like feeling of imposter syndrome like why are you the one who can tell the story but obviously you're sharing great things with your audience and I'm so excited to hear more about it today so let's just get into it so I know that you talk about like that you kind of found these like laws of universal laws or people sometimes talk about law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a good place to start? Maybe just like what that means to you or yeah. how, how that manifested for you? Yeah. I want to start by saying that I've always been a believer um, in a higher power God. I didn't use the word universe or source. Like when I first started learning about this, I just only thought of God, there was a big, a bigger power, but there was me too. Exactly. And then like, now that I'm in it, it makes so much more sense because I did grow up only thinking like I grew up Catholic, just like God as this one being. And it's obviously so much more than that. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah. And I think that's like a huge part of my story right now too, of like what I'm relearning of like where it all started and coming back home. Cause I grew up in a Christian household. My dad was Catholic. And so like, or so with my mom is she was Christian and my dad was Catholic. A lot of like, okay, I know there's a higher power, but I was still really confused about like 
a lot of things. So when it came to manifestation, I started learning about the law of attraction and manifestation, like just full body, just like chills. Every like fiber in my body was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. And like, it just all made sense to me, but I still didn't understand what it was. Like, I'm like, okay, law of attraction, like attracts like. I'm like, I I had to break everything down to like literally third grade level so that I could understand it. So uh, I think the law of attraction is probably the most universal that most people are conscious and aware of. And maybe in this podcast, people are aware of it. But again, when I started this journey, I was like, do you know about the law of attraction? And people would be like, what? You know what I mean? People do hear it, but they don't know how to use it or what, like, in for themselves. So I think still that you can go into it, like for, you know, your what it means to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that when I was becoming conscious of it, like some people would think I'm crazy. And then I would get one person that's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course I know. And it, it was always the most successful people in my vortex that were like, oh, yeah, whatever you, you know, think about the most, you would track more of. And I was like, okay. So that was kind of my first perception of it. And then I watched The Secret, and that really broke it down. So if you haven't watched The Secret, I always recommend it. Um, it really broke down that our thoughts have vibrational frequencies, and those frequencies have uh, are, are like a radio and then you can tune into other frequencies and you attract these things into your vortex because just of your thoughts having these like energetic frequencies and so that's how I personally started to like think about it for myself I'm like okay so if I'm constantly thinking about like money that's what my thought was too it's like maybe if I just think about money then it will come but what I didn't realize I was actually really thinking about the lack of money opposed to having and so I've always been the type of person where like crazy things would happen. Like if I really wanted something, if I wanted to get into a concert or if I wanted to go on a trip, like things would just always fall into place. And I didn't know why. And the law of attraction kind of helped me put that understanding into it, like the science behind it. And eventually I started learning about the law of vibration, like not only that frequency, but like what where is that frequency? Is it a, a low vibrational frequency? Is it a high vibrational frequency? And again, that kind of helped me understand of like, oh, all the things that I was like really excited about happened because I was operating at a higher frequency. And so it was just a lot of like unlearning, relearning, trying to find confirmation through other people's stories and like building that belief in myself of what that meant. So what I hear you saying is that because we're talking about money specifically is that money is also energy. Mm -hmm. So how do we align our energy with the energy of money? Yeah. Well, it starts with having a relationship with money. And this was really, really difficult for me because I didn't necessarily have any healthy relationships in my life at that time. Like I had friends And I had my twin sister who is like my rock. She was like my support. But we were so codependent on each other. Like she was the one who was like always helping me like stay on track with my bills. And it was really just easy for me to go make money and have fun. But it was hard for me to get to have that like stability of like really thinking of things long term. And so when she was gone, like it was just so difficult for me to build that on my own. 
And so really building my relationship with money was actually the first relationship that I intentionally built. And I want to point that out because now I'm like building other relationships, not only with my family, like with God, with my diet, with working out. Like I'm really starting to have these other healthy relationships because I started with money first. And so for me personally, I just loved money. I loved everything about it. Who doesn't? (laughs) Everything since I was a little kid, I was like, uh, like crazy, just obsessed with it. Like, oh my gosh, what if we had X amount of money? What we would do this and we would do that. And I've always been operating this like frequency of like having a lot of money. But I think that there was also just so much of this desire for it that it was like making it further from me because I just, I didn't have it. And so I was unconsciously operating in this lack mindset. So going back to like a relationship example. So if you, you know, it's, I always use Sean Mendes as my example. <laughs> when, when you ever see a picture of me with Sean Mendes, think of this moment because I talk about him all the time because I'm actually manifesting him. But, you know, if I'm saying like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet Sean Mendes. I'm never going to meet him. And then, the, you know what I mean? I'm actually like repelling that from coming to him because I don't see him as a person. I see him as something that's unobtainable or whether it's that relationship you're manifesting or the healthy body or, you know, the job, it's like, we start to separate ourselves from it. And so the work for me was to be like, okay, how am I wealthy now? You know, what resources do I have now? And learning that I can create money on demand by really building my belief of like what's possible for me but also like being conscious of like, what do I have right now in this moment? If I didn't have another dollar to my name, how can I still make it happen? And that actually helped me get into a place where I was like, okay, I already have it. I'm here. And now it's only going to get amplified with more money. And so even though I became conscious of that, it was still like a lot of work of like coming back to it. You know, it would go in cycles you know, where's your belief at when the money's not there? Like, honestly, that's where my belief was the strongest. But I think it's also like really being able to sit with the, I don't want to say comfort, but being able to sit with it when you do have it and not have to act on it right away. So I, many, go ahead. Yeah, because I was just so used to like not having it. And going through that cycle where it was like, okay, it's gone and I'll get it again. But it's like, can I just sit with it while it's here, present in this moment, you know? Yeah. And so many people have like struggle with those limiting beliefs about money um, and just like are so feel so challenged or blocked when it comes to talking about money. People, some people don't even want to talk about it, you know, like it's like taboo, like we can't talk about money. Um, So what have you noticed with yourself and your clients surrounding those limiting beliefs and and these blocks? I think it's really important to have a safe place to talk about money because it has been like considered a taboo topic. For me personally, I've always like, it's, I've always been comfortable talking about money, maybe not asking specific questions, but as I got older, I would ask more specific questions. And now that I'm more aware, I'm like kind of going backwards of like my family generations and being more like kind of putting things in perspective because um my my family migrated here from Mexico 
And, you know, you always hear the stories of like, oh, we came here with nothing. And I'm like, what's nothing? I need numbers. Like, literally tell me. Like, And then like, so it's like, oh, $500. I'm like, $500? You know, six kids. It's like, what year was it? I think it's really important to like put things in perspective too and have compassion for yourself, right? Because like when you look back at that situation, it's like one thing when you hear the story of like, you know, they came here with nothing, like literally put yourself in their shoes and be like, oh my gosh, they did this for me. And now you're going to get to go back and put yourself in your like that perspective of like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how I got that through that situation. And you have to learn to have a lot of compassion for yourself, not self-loathing of like, oh, poor me, I don't have money. It's like, you're still having those emotions, but you're learning to navigate them. And you're just saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I did that with two kids. I can't believe I got through that situation with my out a partner. And you just have so much power and like compassion for yourself. And that's really like a really good place to like, not only take your power back, but transmute. I'm a huge fan of like transmuting energy. Like when something quote unquote bad happens, it's like, well, what are you going to make of this? And that has to do with that vibrational energy too, right? If we're trying to raise our vibration, it is obviously joy and love are at the top. Um, Yes. If we are in like this self-loathing and, anxious, depressed, and that those states, those are super low in Mm -hmm. the vibrational scale. So I think that is really good tip for us to remember, like we all, it's impossible to live in a state of joy and love all day, every day. I mean, we all have challenges that we're dealing with. Everyone has, you know, whatever the struggle is, the struggle is real for everybody, right? But then like you said, how do we find the positive in it where change that energy and be grateful for what we have. And that is how we start to raise that or become a vibrational match for what we want, I think. Right. Exactly. Oh, I heard you guys talking about this on the podcast the other day too, when I was listening, you know, like, yeah, you're like, I think joy is the highest one. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I was like, listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think it's also like really feeling your emotions to the full extent like when I'm upset I allow myself to be upset like and I think the same thing with like when we hear about anxious and depression you know we think oh my gosh I can't think though I can't think those thoughts are you know be depressed but it's like depression is just like deeply depressed emotions and there's just so many like things that bottle up when we don't allow ourselves to feel on a consistent basis. And you're right, we can't be happy and joyful all the time. But truthfully, I don't want to be because I wouldn't know what it's like to be happy if I wouldn't know what it's like to be heartbroken, like truly heartbroken. Like your your body literally has a physical reaction where your heart feels like it's breaking. And so if you don't know how to like feel those emotions or like God forbid, like something happens where like you're you're faced with a traumatic event and you're still fighting those emotions, it just gets deeper and deeper and it starts to manifest through different scenarios throughout your life and like repeating cycles. And so like, if you're upset, be upset, like go for a walk, like 
yell at yell in your car, like throw snowballs. <laughs> Those are things that I do personally. I'm like, gosh, you know, it's okay to be mad and it's okay to be upset or, you know, um, angry, but when you can feel those, they actually go through you instead of getting stuck in you. And you automatically go back to the high vibrational state because that's your natural state of being. I was like punching my bed the other day. I was so frustrated with the kids and I'm like, I just walked away and went upstairs and I was like smashing my bed and my pillows and I was like, ah. but then I like just got it all out. Like I just let myself be in that moment instead of like you said, like pushing it down deeper and deeper and then just being more frustrated. Like I just let it all, I just unloaded on my pillow and my bed and like, that was it. And then I was back into like the, you know, the chaos. But I think that is something that we do need to remember. That's a good tip for everybody. Um, So what are your thoughts on the concept of like an abundance mentality versus scarcity? Because you did touch on that before about like going, thinking about money in a lack state. So Mm -hmm. can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) So abundance is an unlimited resource. It's not just money. And I want to point that out because a lot of people in in my personal community think that it's just money. Like abundance is literally an unlimited amount of things. And it's, it's this thing that actually scares a lot of people because subconsciously we think, oh my gosh, if I have an unlimited amount of stuff and I don't have any self-control. So the example that I like to use is, um, do you drink alcohol? I do. Okay. So I let's, okay. Let's pretend you're going to a wedding this weekend and they have an open bar, right? And you're like, okay, open bar. Let's go get all the wine that you want. And then the next weekend, there's another wedding, open bar. The next weekend, open bar. It's like by the third or fourth wedding, you're like, okay, I got to be a little bit more conscious of totally. how much I'm drinking how many calories are in each glass of wine? I'm waking up the next day. And so I think, again, abundance can actually scare people because they do need some sort of self-control when it comes to those things, right? And same thing with money, right? You hear people who win the lottery and they're like, oh my gosh, everything's going to be great now. But then you have people in your life who come out of nowhere because you got money now or you have, um, you know, you're spending through it. Like, even though you have a lot, all you do is see it go and see it go. And a lot of times, again, if you're not conscious of these fears that you have of these unlimited resources, you're like scared of success. So you're scared of really good things happening. And it's mostly just shining light on some like either self-control, which I think self-control and self-discipline is a form of self-love. It's like when you become the inner mother to your or the mother to your inner child, opposed to just expressing the inner child. And so it's like a balance of both. So you use that inner child and say, oh my gosh, literally anything is possible. And then you use the mother to say, okay, but let's let's think long-term. Not only health-wise, let's think long-term, like, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, like you're really thinking about... Um, like long-term 
goals opposed to like the instant gratification. But I do think it's important to know how to navigate both of them. I would love to talk more about the self-worth and self-love aspect because I think that's really important. And I know it's important to you as well. So you just touched on it, but I was going to ask anyway. So what do you think that self-love and self-worth, what do they play in our ability to attract and manage wealth or abundance um, in general? Yeah. I mean, I think they correlate. I've got chills all over. I just think that they correlate literally (laughs) exactly the same because the only reason why we can't be abundant in all situations, whether it's the job you want to quit, but you're scared that there won't be something else, or let's say you you lose a customer, or let's say you like miss a flight and that was all the money that you had. You know, a lot of times we're so stuck on things only happening one way. It's because we only believe that we're worthy of something of this level. But when you truly love yourself and you're expressing yourself in all aspects, like I truly love healing all different parts of myself, but I also learned to love the parts where I'm not working on that right now and that's okay, you know? I think you, your external world reflects that and money is just one of the things that reflects that. So when you are making these conscious decisions for yourself, whether you're like following through with the trip that you said you're going to do or, you know, you're just taking a walk out for yourself. I know that every single time that I've manifested things physically, like I maybe put in the work earlier that day and I consciously was like, you know, posting on social media. I didn't everything always physically came to me while I was doing something that I was enjoying. So like while I was on a walk or when I was on a date or when I was, you know, <clears throat> out with my friends, I'd like get the notification and celebrate with my friends. Like I think it's really important to be conscious of like if you don't have if you don't see things with an abundant mindset right now, it's mostly a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So I would love to hear, I know that you're a storyteller. Yeah. I would love to hear a story of when you manifested something in a state of joy, dancing around, you got a notification, but can you tell us a story of something that you manifested? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Honestly, the first one that came to my mind when you said this was, my apartment in San Diego. <clears throat> so I had been living with my sister for two years and we shared the apartment. And again, I'm a numbers person because I like to put things in perspective. So my business was okay, but it definitely wasn't a place where I could be investing the type of money that I wanted to in this place. And so I was paying $1,200. I think our rent was like 24 with two people. And my sister was leaving to move to London And so I decided to stay until January and I was going to sign a lease somewhere for six months. And I was like, okay, so I got to look for something that's like $1,200 because that's what I've already been paying. And then I was like, I kind of want to get something more extravagant because it's just like literally my first time ever living alone. And so I was like, okay, I want to get something extravagant. So I'm looking on. You treat yourself. 
<laughs> and so actually I was looking on like Instagram and Google and all this stuff thing. I couldn't find anything. And I was on TikTok. Oh my gosh, um, this is all coming back to me. I was on TikTok, TikTok, Nicole, and I seen this girl's video of this amazing like um, sunset. And I just love how she decorated the wall and it was a high rise building. And that was like my inspiration. I was like, oh, that's so pretty. You know, I was trying to message her of like where it was, but she deleted all the comments because she's smart. <laughs> anyway, so the next day I go to all of like the high rise buildings in San Diego, like downtown. So I was trying to get used to like living in New York. So I go there and I found this apartment and I just like go walk in there. Um, and you have to buzz a little thing. I didn't have an appointment and they're like, Oh, are you here for an appointment? And I was like, no, I just wanted to see like what apartments that you have. So I get in there and they give me a tour. The manager comes, gives me a tour and we walk up to the first apartment and there's like a penny on the ground. And you know what the guy says to me, Nicole, look at you. Money just finds you. Ooh, that's a good sign. <laughs> and I go, so I go in there and I find this, like this place. And it was, it was, it gave me the feeling. Usually if it's like right for me, I feel warm, like not so much like excited, like, I do feel excited, but it's, like, this, like, comfort feeling. Comfort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I walk out of there, and I notice there's a huge hummingbird. Yeah. And so that, I think the one that I was looking at was, like, tw tw uh, maybe just right under 2000 a month, which was, like, okay. I was, like, okay, that's not, a, not a, too bad of a jump. And then the other one that I looked at was, like, 28 and I was like, eh, it's too big. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, I was really set on the other one. So anyway, I went home and I applied for it. I did not think I was going to get approved at all. To be honest, my credit, I didn't think it was going to get approved. And I didn't have this much proof of income. And so when I got the email that I got approved, I was like, what? I was literally so stoked. And so I go back there. And the apartment that I wanted to get, the one that was $2,000, was already taken. And so I ended up signing a lease for a different one, the one that was $2,800, but I couldn't look at it. They told me that it was on like, it wasn't the one I physically looked at, but the same layout. It was on a different side. And I was like, so I signed it without even looking at it. And there's so much other stuff that happened. I have an episode about it. But long story short, I got the apartment and it was literally like the craziest experience living there. Like I learned so much about myself. I woke up every single morning and I had the sky rise, like sunset, sunset arise was waking me up and I'd play R&B music in the morning. And it was just like, I don't know. It was just the most magical experience, but I think it was just so much of like, I needed so much trust to like take that leap. And then mm -hmm. that month that I signed for that apartment was my first, like, like, I think I made like $50,000 that same month, which was like a quantum leap from what I was making before I signed it. That's amazing. I want you to talk a little bit about, um, aligned action with this story. So can you explain first what aligned action is and then what you think was your 
aligned action that you took to get you to that point? For sure. Well, I'm a huge fan of angel numbers. And and I think that was a really big confirmation. So context here, I lost my stepdad uh, due to suicide three years prior. Actually, three years from now, two years prior to the to me moving there. And so that was what I was referring to when I talk about heartbreak. Literally every single fiber of my body. It was so overwhelming to like hear about this. Nice. But he was... Thank you. But he is my biggest angel. Literally every single day, he is always showing me signs, always giving me confirmation. And this is before I was really healing my relationship with God too. So he would just give me signs. You know, I believe it was him with that penny and that hummingbird. And, um, and there were so many challenges with that apartment. Like I had a, an unexpected $3,000 charge that same week when I was putting that deposit down for the apartment. And it was so overwhelming. I got into the apartment. I locked myself out the same night I was there. <laughs> and then I like forgot my comforter and I had all this like fiber stuff. So I was itchy. Like it was such an uncomfortable situation, but the aligned action was to just follow through. You have to follow through when you make a decision from this high vibrational state or not even high vibrational state, but like this place of, again, that comfort, knowing that this is next level. Okay. I have all the signs. I have the confirmation. You just have to follow through and you're not going to know the next step from the next step from the next step. And it's so difficult, but I'm telling you, it is so worth it. Like the old me would have seen all of those signs of like the money and me getting locked out and like, as like, I shouldn't have done this, you know, but that's just not true. It's just literally the law of polarity, like just polar opposite of everything that was to come before I could see it. And so that aligned action was like going to the apartment. And that was another thing about the apartment is that they weren't even online because they were switching managers. So the manager that gave me the tour was, that was like his first day. Like they were switching companies. And so that's why nobody else was getting the emails and why I got an apartment. Otherwise, it ever, I would have been on a wait list for like six months. Interesting. So it really was like all meant to be for you. Yeah. And, well, yeah. How cool that you saw those signs too. I see signs all the time. I have a lot of loved ones on the other side and they always are giving me confirmation. Uh, wait, yeah. do you care? <laughs> do you want to share? Yeah. Or just names. Who, or who are they? Oh, so my uncle recently passed, um, <laughs> like just in May. And <gasps> he, so his daughter sees feathers all the time. And my daughter sees feathers. Like she will literally, since he passed, she will find a feather every single day. Like it's, she's oh. not looking for them. They're like, anywhere she's like I found a feather I take pictures of them every day she's like and she always is like he's saying hi you know, she's five so she like understands that he's not here anymore um yeah. so that's like what we've been we've been like dealing with but it's been so comforting because we've been seeing you know he's I feel like always sending signs or like I have this light bulb in my house that's out like it's completely out out dead it's been dead I, it's not on, it's like been dead. It's, we have a really high ceiling, so it's really hard to change the light bulb. 
So anyway, it was out before he passed. He passed. The light bulb has since come back on. Um, <gasps> he passed. And it like when my husband and I are in the room together, mm-hmm. we are a lot of times I talk to him and I'll be like, just send us some energy or like show us you're here. So last night, literally last night, we're sitting there and we were arguing and the light bulb just like went on full blast. And I was like, we all right. We got to stop. Like, let's like remember uh, what I mean. Yeah, it's like pretty crazy, but it's cool. Oh my gosh. Wait, I got to give a shout out to this podcast. It's called the Angel Medium Pod or Angel something podcast, but she's a medium and she shares only stories like this. And you got to go tell the story that's so Wait, is it Julie? Julie? She's coming on the pot, my podcast. <gasps> oh my gosh. I got to get her on mine. I'm so obsessed. Yeah. After I have her on mine, I'll link you guys up. But um, yeah, she's coming on because I love her so much. She has such great stories. Yes. And thank you for sharing that, Nicole, because I think a lot of people when they're so like, one, we we never realize it until we talk about it, how many people are going through similar situations. And us just talking about this gives them permission to feel so you sharing that story and the experience about your uncle, like it just gives so much like confirmation to people like to feel. So feeling will set you free, especially when it comes to money. And then also just shows you how much support you have on the other side. And so anytime I was struggling with money, I was always again doing what you just said, like, Pat, I just really, I don't need to know how it's going to work out. Just please give me a sign that it is. And there would always be something. Totally. And it also just shows us how energy works because even though they're not in their physical body, they're still, their energy is all around us. So like everything's energy, money is energy, we're energy, you know, this table that I'm looking at is energy, like everything, you know, you don't think of it that way, but it's true. Everything is. So we do have to think about it that way also. And what energy are we putting out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Let's get into like some tips Okay. for the people listening who are like, all right, guys, we get it. But what should I do now? So do you have any particular practices or exercises that you would recommend for people who are trying to improve their money mindset? Yes. Okay. I'm going to, I'll let you choose because I know there's two different types of audiences or of people. So. I can either teach how to create money on demand, which is a skill set that I think everybody should learn, or a five-step process of how to break down a money block. Just pick which one. Let's do one because on demand is like what people want. Let's just do on demand. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you want to know the other ones, guys, just message me. I will literally walk you through the whole entire thing because- Or if you have an episode on it too, I can link that. Actually, do I? I think I do. Okay. Um. So yeah, the first one is again, to be super conscious and aware of like, you can create money on demand, like literally any point, given point or time, but it's just a matter of where your belief is, right? So if I say, you know, can you bring me $5,000 by Friday, right? There might be resistance or might be super possible for some people, but some people might think it's like, that's literally impossible for me. Like I cannot do that. But when we get an unexpected bill or we have a certain scenario, let's say you got to book a flight somewhere, emergency flight, 
like you're automatically thinking of all the different ways that you can do it because the urgency is there so much. And so this is a skill set and this is a muscle that you can use not only when you're in like those binds, but like you can build this and just do it more on a consistent basis. And so I always tell people, grab a piece of paper, write down how much do you believe that you can obtain in the next three days? And so the the really important part with this one is starting where your belief is. Because some people are like, a million dollars. I'm like, okay, maybe you can. Maybe you can manifest a million dollars. But you can kind of spot when the ego is there, right? And so just like start where your belief is. Like what is it, $100, $200, $500, 1000 10000 If you really, really needed it. And step two is to write all the reasons why. What is this money going to do for you? What is that $200, that $300, of, you know, $1,000? Where is that money going to go? Because money likes to be told where to go. So think of it as your little helper. I'm like, hey, I'm over here if you need some help. <laughs> and how much help do you need? And what do you want me to do? Have you ever had somebody like help you in the kitchen and they're not really helping and they're just like standing there? Totally. <laughs> Exactly. So tell money what to do, whether it's cutting, you know, the onions or whatever. Um, give it purpose. And so maybe you're going to pay a bill. Maybe you need to get a flight. Again, just using all these examples. And there's an affirmation that you write with it. And this is from Jen Sincero, um, her book, How You Are a Badass at Making Money. So if you want the full thing, go to her book. But this is what I teach in my programs. And so there's affirmation that she uses and says, um, I am in control of my money and I am in control of my life. And so the purpose of that affirmation is to reiterate the fact that you're the one that's in control, not money, because that's what we are mostly, most likely doing on a consistent basis, giving money the power. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so the third part is to write when, right? So if today is, what is today? Thursday, three days from now, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. So Sunday, just write Sunday and write the date. And so the purpose of writing that is, um, is writing, like, let's say, Nicole, you borrow 10 bucks from me. Oh, can I borrow 10 bucks? Sure. Just pay me back whenever. When are you going to pay me back? Never. <laughs> no, no, it'll take. Yeah, I don't know. Right. We don't know. Some point. <laughs> but if I say, hey, yeah, sure. No problem. Just pay me back by Friday or by Sunday. When are yeah. you going to pay? Me? So it's the same thing with like universal intelligence. Like just like write that deadline. If it doesn't happen on that deadline, then that's OK. But again, it's like just really setting that intention and where your belief is. And so uh, and then the last step is how. And I really like this step. Because you get to think of all the different possibilities. That doesn't mean you need to take action on all the different things that come up. But I usually have people write down all of the things that they can do to create that money. So let's say, okay, I really need this flight. I can sell my dresser. <laughs> I can drive for Postmates. I can launch a new program. I can pick up an extra shift or babysit. And you're thinking of all those different things. And I think it's important to start here because we've been programmed for so long to think that we need to be the ones to create the money. Correct. 
And so when somebody comes on here and they say, oh, you know, just, you know, believe it'll happen. It'll happen. It's like, it can freak out our nervous system. It can freak out our brain because we've never seen it done before. That money can just come to us without us working. And so I always start there. And then um, you write down all the different ways that the money can come to you without you working. Okay. So my sister could pay me back or I could get a random check in the mail or I could win a settlement or, you know, I could get that uh, a bonus on my credit card, you know, stuff like that. And you start to open up all the different possibilities. And then from there, you just take the aligned action. So whatever's coming up for you, like usually I just kind of leave it there. That's like day one of the three day workshop that I have. Um, then day two is like releasing the beliefs. But even with that, just exercise that I just gave you, it works. Build that belief. And when that money comes, you're like, oh my gosh, I did this. And you can build it, build it, build it. I'm going to do it today. And do then I'm when we get off and then I'm going to check in with myself on Sunday. I'll message you and let you know what happens. Yeah. And, then and hopefully it comes to fruition. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, it may come in form of money. It may come in a form of like, let's say you wanted the flight. Flight might be for free. You have to count free things and all this stuff. You know what I did once and I didn't even realize it. So do you know manifestation, babe? Yeah. She was the one who taught me most of this stuff. Yeah. So I did her... I forget what it was. It was something. Maybe it was like a 21-day manifesting challenge or something, like yep. her workbook, I think. Yep. Was. Yeah. So anyway, I think I was like, I, I don't remember exactly if we had to say how much money we wanted or if it was just whatever. Anyway, so I do the whole thing. And at the end of it, you know, like nothing happened. I'm like, oh, nothing. I didn't get any money, like whatever. What I did get was a free, I needed a new computer. I ended up getting a free, completely free, brand new computer that was worth $3,500 that oh I did not pay for. But I was not thinking that it's like I was expecting like hundreds coming, like flying through my vents or something. But no, I didn't have to spend $3,500 on a computer. I got it for completely for free. And then I was like, oh, my God, it did work. I got the computer. I just, you, like you said, you really have to also consider things that aren't just like in dollar form because Mm -hmm. yeah, like if you get a free computer, that's a shitload of money. Yeah. And you have to count that and then build that up. Because a lot of times when people aren't manifesting the physical, one, it was just never supposed to come like that. And then two, it's like the belief still isn't there. Right. So you're using that as a belief. This is possible. Because at the end of the day, we don't want money. We want the way that we think it's going to make us feel and the things that we can get with it. And so when you can take your focus off the money and more on the tangible uh, tangible things that it is that you're looking at, like you're feeling yourself like on the computer, things like that, it helps you tap into your senses more opposed to just only the money. And I love that you gave that visual about the money coming through the vents too. Yeah, like I don't know what I thought was going to happen. But anyway, when I realized that it actually did manifest, I was like, holy shit, this really did work. It was very cool. Um, 
So for people who are like, okay, they do this three day thing. It doesn't work. They yeah. think it doesn't work. Right. Cause this is a lot of people. I think like we were talking before about the aligned action is following through for a lot of people that part is lacking or they're scared to take a risk or step in a direction that will, you know, whatever it may be for a new job or like whatever. Um, So what is your advice for people who are like working toward a goal, whether it's financial, let's just say, since that's what we're talking about and it's just not happening for them as they perceive it? Yeah. Um, I would actually tell them to make, to get a piece of paper and write down all of the things they're scared of if it does happen. Because nine times, again, nine times out of ten, if something's not happening, it's most likely because we're actually scared of it working out more than it not happening. So, again, if you're, we'll use a job as an example. Um, or actually, you give me an example. What's a good yeah, example? A job, because that's, I think that's relatable for a lot of people. Yeah, like, I really, really want this job. I really, really want this job. Let's say you do get it. What are you scared of? Maybe you're scared of, like, it's a complete new position that you've never done before. Maybe you're scared you won't like the people. Maybe you're scared you're going to get judged. Maybe you're scared you're going to get fired. Maybe you're scared that things aren't going to work out. And you really allow yourself to go down that rabbit hole. Again, a lot of people think of, like, I have to be positive. And I'm like... You're already born at the high, highest vibrational state, and all the things that you're scared of is what's just bringing you down. They're not good or bad, you know, they're just thoughts. So just write them down, look at them, and really be at peace with them. And this is part of the five step process that I was talking about. And if you can get super clear on what it is that you're not only scared of happening, but more of what you're scared of feeling, because that's a ultimately what we're running from like if I get fired I'll feel like a failure and I don't want to feel like that and um the more that you can feel those emotions you're going to start to become more aligned with what is that is right for you because maybe you do want that job but it's again more the feeling that you think you'll feel if you get it and so stay open all the different things and you probably will get it, but at a different time than what you're planning for. And just really like release the hold that it has. Yeah, I think the letting go part is hard for, it's hard for me. It's hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, when you're trying to manifest something, and we're just using that word, but whatever, make something happen. Um, how do you just let it go? Like, do you have, I don't know. I feel like that's hard. Like, instead of just ruminating and like it's constantly you know you're you're pushing all the time like how do you suggest letting that go into the universe yeah oh gosh okay so the so the 13 days of abundance the three-day workshop was what i created to teach people how to manifest money and then the 13 days of abundance is what i created to help people with what you're just talking about of like okay I understand, like, I can get the money, but it's still unobtainable to me. Like, it's like, I can't get my hands on it. And it's because, again, of these deep-rooted subconscious beliefs that we have about money or, like, what it will bring us. And so, again, in that five-step process, like, the letting go part, it's still going down that rabbit hole, you know, the worst-case scenario feeling. And um, 
for me personally, like I'm really in this season of like, I thought I was surrendering before. No, (laughs) but I think it's also me healing my relationship with God and knowing that I know all of those things are possible for me, but I don't want to always be the one who has to take action on it, take the leap. And going back to the apartment, like I would never take that experience back. It was the best thing in my life. But I know that the next time I get an apartment, it's like, it's going to be present. It's not going to be. And that's okay. And I think a lot of times when we are like so hooked on like the instant gratification of like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If you could really sit with that and say, what if it doesn't? How would you be okay? How would you be okay if you literally only everything that's happened in your life was the only thing that were to happen? Like, and it's like, it's almost as if you're like watching your heartbreak. And I've had so many heartbreaks this past year with like, I want to do people I want to meet, you know, it's like now that I've like really felt what it's like, if none of those things were to happen, it's like, I just have way more belief that they're possible because I don't have this attachment of needing them to happen. Like if they happen, it's only a bonus, you know? And if, if it was only happening in my head and it never manifests into the physical, that's okay. And yeah, if you can't experience the lows, you can't feel the highs. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, before you leave, I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, and I know it's so fun. I've said before we even started, I'm like, we could probably talk for five hours, but we're going to keep it within the time frame. Um, but before we wrap this up, what else did we not cover that you think that we should discuss or put out there for the audience? Um, <clears throat> I think I mentioned this to you in my message here, but Like, I'm really, really relearning self-discipline, which equals self-love. And again, releasing that instant gratification. So learning to not always do it, like, to not put so much pressure on myself. And so for everybody who's listening and resonates with this, I'm like, like, you don't have to do it all by yourself. And I think when I was helping a lot of people and I was coaching and I was mentoring, like I was really actually trying to save my family because they didn't think the same way that I thought. And it was personal. It was personal to me if they would, you know, book a trip and not fall through. It was personal to me if they found a job and they started to self-sabotage it and quit. It was personal to me if they had a lot of money and they spent it all. And now they're back in the same position. And so, like, I think once I let go of that responsibility of me needing to, like, fix them, it just helped me fill up my cup so much more and pour back into myself and have this more solid foundation of, like, okay, I really wish I could help them, but they're going to learn, and that's okay. And if they don't ever learn, that's okay, too. Like, I'm going to hold space for them. I'm going to validate their feelings. It's not personal to me. It's not my responsibility and it's just really helped me like have this whole new perspective on like the work that I do 
and have compassion for people opposed to like, why don't they just like, you know, fix it. But now I'm like really empathizing and I'm like learning to hold space, even though it's really uncomfortable for me. And just also more joyful, feel more joy. It's hard. It, it, I think the frustration of trying to change people or make them see your perspective is really heavy. Um, so yeah, I understand that it's, you kind of like everyone has to, everyone's on their own path at their own pace. And if they never get there, it's like not your fault, my fault, anyone's fault. Right. But we're just here to help support. Yeah. And I truly believe they'll deal with it in the next life too. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't get in life. They'll get in the next life. I know they'll get in someday. That's a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> of, yeah, like when I meet people, I'm like, oh, this is your. This might be your first time around. <laughs> like, everybody says that I'm a life path too, but I really believe I'm a life path eight. Interesting. I don't know what I am, but I should find out. <laughs> But you know what I mean? When you meet people, like, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you've been here a lot of times, like, or, you know, I don't know. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So I always ask for, like, your favorite affirmation or mantra or quote something that's inspirational that we can leave everyone with. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Why is it, like, leaving my brain? I am so happy and grateful that money comes to me or, oh, darn it. I had it so subconsciously memorized. Now I can't think of it. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> I'm so happy and grateful that money comes to me or that I have money for everything I want and for everything I desire. It's okay for me to be rich and successful because I know it's helping me influence millions of people in a positive way. Very good. I think that's it. <laughs> well, that's good as is. Um, and I do think it's important also for people to not think about money as a negative. Like if you have a lot of money and you're going to, it just allows you to do more things for other people, positive ways, influence people. Like that's the goal, right? I mean, to use money to be an influence, like you said, to help influence millions of people it's easier if you have money to do it. Like it doesn't have to be always thought of like money is the root of all evil. I think we have to break that too. Absolutely. And it's like when you go out there and you live your most abundant life, let's say you go on a trip and you're like your friends and family, like I'm genuinely so happy for that person. I want them to thrive. And that's because you're a version of them or reflection of them and you're giving them an example. So even if you're not physically giving money away, like, just live your abundant life. You're helping people. Totally. Awesome. Um, I loved having you. Can you tell people how they can connect with you if they want to learn more, take a workshop with you? What's the best way for them to find you? Yep. So I live on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so my Instagram is at Manifesting Money Podcast. So you can message me on there. I will message back. Um, I'm always posting stories on there, like stories of like what we're talking about. And um, 
You can also find the podcast. It's on all the platforms, Manifesting Money Podcast. My favorite episode, recent one, is Healing My Relationship with God. So if you haven't heard that, Healy, I really recommend it. It's super short. Um, and the three-day workshop, again, is for people who are just now starting to learn about money mindset. It's $11.11. Ooh, 11 11 <laughs> And then the... 13 days of abundance is a step up from there. Again, just using that five-step process to break down the money block and break down the money block over and over and over again so you can have that skill set programmed in your mind. Awesome. Um, I am so happy that we did this. I'm so happy we connected. And I really appreciate you taking time out to speak with me. Yay! I I just am so grateful for this time together. So thank you. Me too. Thank you for having me. Thank you all so much for listening today. You can check out the show notes to find out important info from today's episode. You can also support the show by subscribing, share an episode with somebody you love, or give me a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at Nicole. I really appreciate you all so much, and I cannot wait to share more wellness and lifestyle content with you on the next episode.